0: If you want to be an insta-roo, then we would do that for you, yes. <laughs>
1: and welcome to episode 132 of Grumpy Old Benz for Friday, February 5th, 2021. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the temperatures are dropping and the crime rates are going up.
0: And from America's left coast, where the next stage in
1: evolution after tech CEO is Bond villain. I'm Ryan Bemrose. I saw a great meme about Chicago, which was, come for the architecture stay because you were carjacked <laughs> that that is a great meme or or because you're snowed in well yeah that too well we got a bunch of snow i mean just a little bit more yesterday just enough to bring the snowblower out which is always fun well for me it doesn't matter how yeah. much snow any is an excuse to get the snowblower out but the temperatures well, have why dropped. I for snow right just bring just go walk up and down the street with the snowblower going Mid, middle of summer yeah that's when people will call the police and be like there's this the jogger, weird guy yeah.
0: jogger going by with a three pound dog you can blow the see how far you can get the dog blown
1: i mean then if it's in the middle of summer too do you have to like bundle up wear like three different coats and a hat and you sure you have the whole outfit going on i consider that optional yeah that, that could be dangerous it does. You know, it. the funny thing is
0: Chicago actually understands how to deal with snow. We we have not had a really good snow event here, but I'm kind of dreading it because the whole city shuts down because inevitably, when when it finally snows, one of the three snow plows that the city owns has probably broken down in some way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you need more plows. I mean, I know we have like metric tons of salt here in the Chicago area to keep the roadways from icing up. Oh, that's got to be great for the bottom of your car. Oh, it is. It is it's this is why people in Chicago don't usually keep cars more than a few years, because the uh, the road conditions in the winter are not good. But that's OK. That's OK. I mean, we can deal with it. We haven't had a huge dumping of snow like we had this past week in a, in a few years. It was the first time we had one where the snowblower was even like, uh, no, you know, it took a little extra effort. That's OK. You know, we understand. We we live in Illinois because we like the inconvenience. We like the cold and we like the really high taxes and the governor telling us what we can and can't do. We love that. uh, Yeah, but there's got to be downsides, too. (laughs) No, there's none. Absolutely none at all. They just nothing. It's great. Illinois is the most bestest place in the world. And I do want to point out that since this is episode 132 and uh, donations are a little light today, but. The next episode on Monday is 133, so I know everybody listening to Grumpy Old Ben's that is a fan of the No Agenda podcast, which we know a lot of you are, understand the significance of that number 33. So I'm just saying, get in while you can for the big 133. It would be appreciated. Yes. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, this this is the beautiful thing now. Watching the joe biden presidency if you can call it that oh you know yes because i don't know what joe is i mean there are presidents for better or for worse with donald trump you at least knew he was pulling the strings there was no question about it because he would actually answer questions when asked none of this, let's circle back.
0: And uh, and, and now it's Obama pulling the strings and apparently he's too busy golfing or something.
1: He needs longer strings so he can still make Joe's mouth move and at least his arms move a little bit when he's out on the golf course. But it's interesting to see the difference in how the media is covering this. I mean, we knew this was going to happen, but this is fun to me when you get the proof. You know, for instance, the view talking about this concept that the Jen Psaki, the new Kaylee McInerney, you know, the White House press secretary, yeah. the the more redheaded and a lot less hot version. Right. Yes, yes. If that's just fully producer mode, though, the yes, the concept that they're pre-screening questions. Hey,
0: you you can hate on Kaylee all you want for being conservative
1: or for having anything to do with Trump, but. Uh, it, She's pretty. I won't argue that. I will not argue that. And she uh was very good at her job, I think. She I
0: <laughs> was- uh, Well, I actually I think I think Kaylee and, and Saki uh Saki are both quite good if the job description is being acerbic to reporters who don't really understand that they've been invited in and, and want to be douches in the press room and admittedly uh Iosaki is dealing with a lot less of that now because the reporters are all on Biden's side and playing with him with kid gloves but but being the the only reason to watch any of those press conferences is to see somebody go up there and be a total smartass to you know to a reporter asks stupid question and they get blasted for it and I, I tell you what with the way the media was behaving everyone in the Trump White House was had to be really good at that.
1: Yeah, well, and Kayleen had the information at her fingertips ninety nine percent of the time. She didn't often do the Pisaki move. Now, which she's already is it bad if you've been doing your job for like three weeks and you're you're already famous for the? Hey, let's circle back around to that. This is only going to get worse. Hey,
0: what it tells me is she's not being given the information she needs to do her job. You know, and that is
1: one of the excuses.
0: Which is that- funny because she's got that thick freaking binder that that, like what's in it nothing
1: it's just like when you used to go to school and you didn't do any of your homework but you know you had this big binder and it's like well where's your homework Uh, i don't know what's in there i my lunch i don't know but the ladies on the view are thinking just like you which is well you know one of them actually said and i don't know which one
0: that okay i'm gonna have to revisit my position if i'm agreeing with anything those harpies say
1: you should because The uh, article I read on this, I think it was on Breitbart, said uh, the excuse was, you know, they've only Biden's only been in office three weeks. You can't expect her to have all the answers already. it's like, well, that's kind of her job. Yes. I mean, the (laughs) the fact that you just got into the office doesn't mean you shouldn't have any. This isn't like you just started a class on something you've never dealt with before
0: the last time I started a new job they expected me to not completely fuck off for 3 weeks. Right. They wanted they you to get up. Me to speed. like actually. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I mean no. 3 days, sure. Yeah. I mean we'll give you a couple, you know, we'll give you some time, but that this is what the transition period was about. Wasn't she involved? When it was the office of the president elect. I mean, wasn't that when you should have been preparing to do I don't your job? Think Biden was even involved. Hit the ground running. Uh, get ready, but the the women on the View had no problem with the concept that the White House now seems to be pre-screening questions. It's like what? Now you okay, think this well, is that, okay? That's
0: been true since Bush.
1: Well, yeah, but they got always really upset. You know, if Trump wouldn't answer questions, uh, you know, and it was like, oh, he he won't call on. The, well, you know, now it's okay. Just like we mentioned on the last episode, the Washington Post, who was always lie for lie, putting every lie Trump they thought made into a little file and like, here, we're building this big file with Biden. They're like, yeah, we don't need to do that anymore. Like, really? You don't think that's important that? Uh, we- <laughs> no, no, they don't. That's the problem. And that is the problem. And that is the issue with so much of this stuff. And we've talked about the difference between equity and equality which are two very different words, but they're used interchangeably quite a bit, which is a problem because people today just don't understand a lot of the stuff and they don't want
0: to correct me if I'm wrong. The difference between those two concepts, it it is important to understand the difference, especially when trying to determine what people are arguing for uh, is the, the difference between equality of outcome and equality of opportunity. Uh, yes. The the latter of those is, is is pretty much desired for you. If you don't have equality of opportunity, you have actual discrimination and you have somebody coming in and artificially limiting someone's options and, and trying to prevent them from being able to become a self-made person, which at least in Western society of, you know, 20 years ago and before the ability to go out and make something of yourself is was the highest Uh, accolade that anyone could get um the other version is equality of outcome which is the the harrison bergeron uh you know it doesn't matter how hard you worked you still end up the same place as that slacker podcaster and it's generally only championed by people who either don't know what they're talking about or or intend to be one of the administrators of such a system
1: right i mean more or less it's equality as everybody has an equal chance to succeed equity is we're going to force everybody to get the same outcome no matter what and that is a quite a different concept it is quite a different concept because the equity and forcing everybody to get the same results without taking anything else into effect you know like how hard the person works you know, what their, you know, how, what their knowledge is in a certain area. I mean, we can go back to the big bad software company. Then uh if they were going to be forced, you know, the guy that's just working in the cafeteria, flipping burgers, you know, he has to get the same salary as the code monkey that's sitting in the cubicle that's writing your new operating system. Equity says you know, they get the same amount.
0: I've been to the Microsoft cafeteria and uh, some of those burgers were pretty damn good. And some of that code was really buggy. So,
1: <laughs> so you think there might I be can see the argument. There might, there be, might something, be something to that. Yeah. I mean, now if somebody can make a burger. That's that good. Then they deserve more money. See, and that's really it. The better code you write, you should be able to, you know, make your more money doing that. If you're better at whether it's making code or making burgers, there are some people that make a lot of money on burgers. There's no question about it. If you're good at what you do, you should be compensated justly. And when you come into a a system of based upon equity, that's no longer the case. How hard you work is meaningless. If you open up a burger stand, I mean, you're just really bad at cooking and you use the crappiest meat and, you know, you barely even cook it. You just kind of slap some raw, some raw beef onto a stale bun and hand it to somebody. You should get the same amount in equity as somebody who did the job, got the best, you know, why you be for whatever you want to get and put that on a nice pretzel bun with some, you know, artisan cheese and you made it just right. Well, the, those two things should get the same amount because equity. I mean, why? Why should the person who doesn't know how to make the burgers, why should they get less?
0: Well, I, I mean, sometimes they charge the same amount. Well, quite often they do now actually that's something i really don't get Uh, apparently i'm not a a big enough fast food place i was in a what the hell was the place wendy's i think hot and juicy and i i I don't know i like i thought that was fast food but they wanted all four dollars and 80 cents for a fucking burger i'm like wait is this is this burger come with an orgasm or why why do you want five dollars for anyway
1: not all burgers are created equal, but I mean, not even within some of the chains. I mean, I remember when a McDonald's cheeseburger was the size of a normal, you know, of a normal burger. Now, like a McDonald's cheeseburger is like the side of a White Castle slider, but then you have a quarter pounder or the Big Mac and they're all, uh very and sliding
0: is exactly what those things do when they end up hitting my digestive system they
1: slide right in they slide right out just like taco bell there's a reason to have taco bell around people get constipated from now and then and they can just go get a nacho Bell grande and boom problem fixed but
0: when i it, always i always refer to taco bell as used mexican food used um yeah i don't
1: want to yeah i don't want to go there thank you we have some it, great it, it, it's yeah great <laughs> it's, Mexican it's restaurants not called here. fast food for a, it's called fast food for a reason yeah it goes in it goes out but one of the big stories is oh stories yes we should do one of those yeah well this just comes down to equality inequity because this was on breitbart and i thought this was fascinating which was a woman has been censored by tiktok after she duplicated a viral trend. Of topless dancing by women who say they are men. So I guess there are transgender folk or just women who just decided they want to be able to post topless stuff on TikTok. So they say they're men and TikTok is allowing this, which is intriguing in, in a lot of different ways because yeah. I, I'm not understanding the problem. Well, the problem is this woman then. Decided to do the same thing. You know, she mirrored one of these posts and got topless and posted the video. And she said within okay. minutes, hers was removed because it uh it violated the TikTok rules on adult nudity and sexual activity.
0: Now yeah, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to see this video before I pass any judgment.
1: <laughs> it's an it's a very weird concept to me that this is again we're denying the fact that if somebody has breasts then uh, it doesn't really matter what they call themselves well how is it different if you're going to call yourself a or whatever you know whether you are transgender whether you just call yourself transgender whether whatever is whatever if there is somebody who's got large breasts then why should it be? Why should you treat these two things differently? I don't understand because it.
0: Much, many fewer people fap to man boobs,
1: but this isn't meh. I mean, this again, this is where the really comes down to because. It okay. Comes- well, the, the, the,
0: the answer you're looking for then is, is modern progressive values combined with, for whatever reason, the, the deep seated Puritan urges that, that pervade American culture, even now, 300 years later, uh, for some reason, you know, it, you can see this every time that you you look at Hollywood, uh, you know, the big complaint about Hollywood in the 80s, for example, especially from outside the U.S. was uh, they seem totally OK with the most grotesque depictions of graphic violence in existence. But show one nipple and you get a you get slapped with an R rating or worse. Um, it, it, for some reason, American culture can't handle it, it nudity. Um,
1: but they are in this case, if it's the right people that well, are nude, like Blitz said, uh, and that's a, the, the progressive values. So the, you, Blitz's question, you're going to say the answer to this then is okay. yes, which is, is there a tranny tits loophole? And it seems like, there is like it, yeah. On on, on TikTok. And I, I just don't get it. Because the content, as this woman pointed out, she looked uh pretty much the same as these videos that are being allowed to stay up just because somebody said, Well, no, I'm not a woman. So I mean this is this makes zero yeah. sense. This is Orwellian, this is So if you want to post nude photos or, uh, in this case, videos of yourself on TikTok, ladies, just tell TikTok you identify as a man. And then there's you shouldn't be taken down. Doesn't matter how big your breasts are. I fully support this. It's like, why do they even try to make the case? I might
0: actually go. I might actually go watch TikTok videos for once in my life if if this became a thing.
1: Uh, I, I guess.
0: I mean you're you're calling out the story here. I I see the explanation being fairly simple, which is that we have uh an an organization that has some kind of power, in this case TikTok, who is trying to filter content and we've already established that uh the only Logically consistent positions is you filter all content or you filter no content. And when you try to draw any arbitrary line other than that, you're going to end up with creating perverse incentives and unintended consequences. And it, if you dig hard enough into any kind of filtering scheme, you are always going to find something where the, the, the rules set forth in the filter result in some absurd situation. And the reason is that it's not possible to be logically consistent.
1: Right. And I understand this the is their ruling, but you can still see the videos and that they look exactly I mean, if the two videos look exactly the same. But one of the creators says, I identify as a woman and the other one says, I identify as a man. How those are different. I'm not really sure. But the woman that is fighting this call this an obvious discrimination against all women. It's a mockery of the equal rights movement (laughs) where a small group of people or people claiming to be in that group are granted freedoms simply because they're a popular political movement. Well, yes. Welcome to 2021, where Black Lives Matter has been elevated to untouchable status. You've seen this with all the riots going on. Nobody's really being prosecuted for any of this kind of stuff. But the minute something goes on from the right where people get a little violent, yeah. oh my God, we need to shut this down. We they're all domestic terrorists. I mean, it's interesting how the same type of behavior in both of these cases can be treated very differently just based upon who is the person committing the behavior. And that is not equality. This again is equity. This is no oh, I think- this person identifies as a man, so we he can show tits.
0: Okay. The word you're looking for is hypocrisy.
1: Well, that is, and it's, I, it's that too.
0: It's, uh, it. Uh, well, with, with regards to who you know, who they're deciding to punish or or prosecute. Uh, with with regards to well, uh, this group fits my definition of who the the in ID. A, you know, identity group is and this group is out right now and so you use double standards and different standards it's it's hypocrisy and uh, i mean i can't i can't fault someone for using the loophole i also can't fault somebody for complaining that there's a loophole uh the only i guess i i know i'm i'm probably pissing on your your quite successful rant it was good uh, i don't want to take away from that uh, but the only fault I see here is the the group of people who presume that they're going to be able to filter content off of their platform and are banning one thing and not banning another and thinking that that somehow they're going to come out of this without looking like hypocrites.
1: Well, it's impossible. And that was one of the other questions she had. What happened? I guess TikTok at one point, let me grab the whole exact quote from her. Uh, quote, what happened? to five years ago when we could post whatever we wanted. Now a bikini photo will get you banned while, uh, but a whole biological woman claiming they are now a man can show their breasts on social media. So, I mean, it's interesting because she's like, I'm not targeting the LGBTQ community, just rather standing up and saying, well, if these people have the right to do something, shouldn't everybody have the right to do something? And yes, again, that would be equality.
0: Let let me let me turn this around on you. What do you think the solution
1: is if, if you get to set policy at TikTok? Everybody should be treated the same, which means if okay. one, one set of people can show breasts, then the other should be allowed to. That's okay. simple, right?
0: And, and, well, I mean, to an extent. Although, I mean, because who cares uh, who's
1: posting it? You can either show something or you can't. Now, if you can show something. Feel free to do it. If you can't, then you can't. Doesn't matter whether it's body parts. Don't, don't, It doesn't matter whether I, it's a Nazi symbol. It doesn't matter whether it's a Confederate flag. If you're going to say that you can do something or not do something, that should never be dependent upon who is doing it. That's the main thing I would go with.
0: I agree with that. Uh, I, I was just thinking, uh, you know, the question of, I mean, uh, as long as we continue to be on
1: boobs, which I'm fine with,
0: um,
1: <laughs> we finally found it, a topic you could talk about all day long. Uh,
0: the first amendment and boobs. Those are, those are my topics. <laughs> yes. it was I that firmly guy.
1: believe who was that guy that was on CNN and they just couldn't understand I, what I, he said.
0: I don't remember, but, uh, he, that guy was a, a personal hero of mine. Not enough <laughs> that I remember his name, but I mean, <laughs>
1: great guy. Um, he's the best hero ever.
0: Oh, absolutely. He's the hero we need and <laughs> not yes. necessarily the hero we remember. Right. Uh, but it, okay, let's, I, I'm, I'm just trying to, to push in on this. Uh, the, uh, you said i i completely agree with you that the you know it it would be better than the current position to apply the same rules to everybody but if if we may continue talking about boobs does that mean that topless men should not be allowed or does that mean the topless women should be or is there another line uh do you know do we Uh, some guy posing and you know modeling uh some short shorts which is technically something that you would be able to see out on the street do you not allow it on tiktok because
1: he's not wearing a t-shirt i mean that again if that's not breast so the rule would be you could either show breasts or not show breasts okay then
0: what are breasts
1: well you would i I thought I thought you would have seen enough by now ryan well, yes, Female but them breasts um, are um, a little different. Okay, than, than, than I was going to say,
0: like, does the the three hundred pound dude who with hairy boobs count?
1: No, I don't think uh, so. I don't think okay, so. Okay,
0: what about the three hundred pound woman with hairy boobs?
1: <laughs> yes, I think that would constitute still <laughs> still being a different. I mean, this, again, the concept is we're denying that there is a difference between the bodies of the two different sexes. And there are really only two, because even people well, that go trans. Yeah, I mean, you but know.
0: but if the last ten years have taught us anything, it's that that surgery and hormones can really blur the line. And I'll let you off the hook with my my pressing questions, but I guess what I'm saying is it it, it is actually a lot more difficult than you suggested to come out and just say, you know, you can't show boobs, but you can show man boobs. Uh, that in itself, the line is is kind of blurry. Uh, to say You can't show this, but you can show that Uh, the moment that you press in the details.
1: But these are the exact same thing. I mean, when you're looking at this from a, if nobody would tell you what the subject was, who was involved in this, that these two videos, that the one the women made, the woman made, and the one the transgender, who are are calling themselves transgender, whoever these people were, were pretty much the same. When you looked at them, if nobody were to tell you anything about them, you would look at them on TikTok as these are exactly the same. And if you knew yeah, none of the background you're, 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 of anybody involved, so that wouldn't there's, you have to understand there's a problem then if you're like, well, no, no, but this person can post that, but this one can't because it's against our terms of service. If it's against the terms of service, it should be against it for both. Not, well, you say you're this. So, so it's okay. Which to me just opens up the whole line of things for, well, we have to protect the children. Now, what about the children? Then, you know, the 14-year-old girl that wants to be emancipated from her parents who says, I see myself as an adult. Well, now, if somebody abuses her, is she an adult or is she a child? If you're going to allow people to choose these things, it's Pandora's box.
0: You have a point. Uh, and uh, the the question of, I, I mean, you're you, I think I feel like you, you can correct me here. What you're arguing is uh, that uh, it taking an orange and calling it an apple doesn't make it so correct and and i agree with you there uh but at the same time uh you know what's the difference between say an apple and a pear okay well what about a hybrid fruit i've seen something that's technically half of both um and the same thing goes for people who uh whether you agree with the practice or not have decided to make the gender transition and when they're halfway say you've got a uh, you know, giant blown up fake set of of silicone double D's and also have a five inch penis. OK, Uh somebody posing nude, is that uh, a guy or not? Uh, I mean, the, I'm not asking you to answer that question, but uh, I'm sorry, I was the, already the, out the,
1: the door down the street. Yeah, but
0: making the <laughs> distinction is uh, you're uh, I mean, you're making an I know it when I see it argument. Uh, which is uh, not a very good basis for uh, a legal argument. In well, fact, but, uh, but
1: for photos you know, and for videos, I think it holds up. But I mean, the reality is you want to know what the way to fix this is. TikTok don't censor anybody for anything or say all nudity is bad yeah. or good. But that's the answer.
0: That's that's the direction that I was actually headed is, you know, I, and and personally I don't think that it's you're you're going to run into this this gender problem in and let's face it we've we've gone past the point where society demands that there only be two genders it, to to deny the idea that there are people who are now in between uh whether they claim to be you know c- claiming to be but making no physical changes it's pretty easy to laugh at these people and I will continue to do so but if you if you've made physical changes to blur the line and it's no longer obvious, um, I mean rules are going to have to deal with that, and it's it's one of the reasons why the ridiculous controversy about gendered bathrooms came up a few years ago, and that was never
1: really resolved. No, and it's bad. It, oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's coming. A story? Yeah. Well, it's no, I don't have a story, but it's you know these okay. things are being brought up once again because there was uh, one of the stories mentioned in this tiktok article on breitbart was about a right-leaning group obviously it was uh, the group is called focus on the family uh let's see focus on the families the daily citizen okay they posted this on twitter this was the tweet that got them suspended on twitter which is about uh dr levine who is the person in uh, philadelphia you know, the uh, whatever position she held with the health department. Now she's in Biden's cabinet, but she's a transgender woman. And the tweet is this quote. Dr. Levine is a transgender woman. That is a man who believes he is a woman. That was the tweet. Now that got him kicked off for being hateful. Now, can we not even talk about the fact that there is a transition anymore? Can we not talk about the fact (laughs) about their history? I mean, this is. You know, I don't mind people that are transgender, find your bliss, do whatever you have to do. But every now and then you might have to explain that, you know, the person you knew in high school is Jimmy is now Jenny. So there's 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 something that happened now. We can't even mention this. It's uh, where's the hate part when when facts become hate is where we really <laughs> start having a problem. Well,
0: uh, you're, I mean, you're, you're stumbling now into the, the kind of, of, you know, quote unquote hate speech where it, hate is entirely in the eyes of whoever heard the words. And I, I know exactly what triggered, uh, in, in the statement you just made, which is, uh, in the claim, this is a man who believes he's a woman. And the, the statement right there assumes, well, it's actually a man and, uh, a, person who is the kind of person who wants to compel speech would say, no, you must, your, your statements must imply that the objective truth is, this is a woman, uh, you know, it, as, as if, as if you can change reality just by changing the way you speak about it. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and that, that problem, by the way, is, is what, uh, the, the thing that launched Jordan Peterson's career as, uh, as an activist and an internet celebrity was that Canada created a rule that said, if somebody chooses to identify as a particular gender, you are now compelled by law to refer to them as that gender, or we will effectively enforce it with
1: guns. Right. And see, that was the pronoun thing, which it wasn't, it didn't have to be a gender either. Your pronoun didn't have to be he or she. I mean, your pronoun could have been, you know, gerbil. You know, it wasn't like just, well, you have to refer to them as the correct gender. No, you had to call them by whatever they wanted to be called by, which then opens up a whole new line of issues. And unless you have anything more on uh, this particular TikTok controversy, uh, I wanted to move into the uh, the country artist who I'd never heard of, although I guess he's big now. Morgan Wallen. Did you see this? I mean, again, somebody says I've never heard the name. He is a country music artist, and uh, it turns out after this controversy hit, seven of the top 10 spots in Apple Music now are his music. So people obviously. obviously so this worked out for him. Yeah. It's, well, it's in that what, way. It has. Whatever it was. It was. Uh, he was drunk in front of his hey, house. I like the story so far. <laughs> see, I like the guy so far. Now, he obviously has a Karen neighbor across the street. Because this is who videotaped him. Well, you kind of I'm sure camera phone. Nobody's if somebody's still using like eight millimeter tape or anything. Good on you, though, I guess for going old school. But somebody recorded him and his friends. He was walking them out. You know, a couple of his friends were drunk and he was walking them out. And he's like, hey, you know, take care of this motherfucker. Obviously, the one guy that was really drunk and somebody's like, what? And he's like, take care of this. N-I-G-G-A. He said the N-word. Oh, my God. You can't still. I love it. Yeah. Well, it triggers you, and I know it triggers you. (laughs) And, well, what happened because of this was the tape got out. His record company suspended his contract. Uh, Cumulus Radio, I believe, and iHeartRadio, two very big conglomerates of radio stations, have pulled all of his music, will no longer play it. The Academy of Country Music said he's not eligible for any awards, won't be invited to the show. He was basically canceled for yeah. something he said to a buddy, the way he referred to the guy. And pretty stock cancel culture. Yeah, it is pretty stock cancel culture. Now, and I was just wondering in regards to what we were just talking about. What if his buddy, what if his uh, pronoun was N-I-G-G-A? Now, which which takes precedence <laughs> Oh, see how uh-huh. which takes precedence here? Which can you say? Well, where, it? Where, where, where did this happen? In, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: <laughs> OK, well, Nashville, Tennessee is still in the United States, which still has freedom of speech. And so arguably, actually, that that works in either direction because you should be free to say that. Not that, you know, you people are allowed anymore. I come to think of it, we don't have freedom of speech in America. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I was
1: going to say, hey, this is kind of what's going the, the on. The law
0: compelling pronoun usage was a Canadian law, which is now the official law in Canada that did pass a couple of years ago. Uh, if you refer to somebody as the wrong pronoun, they can send the police after you. Uh, as far as I know, for example, if I use the pronoun cold acid, when I'm referring to Abel Kirby and his podcast, um, yeah, that, that, if I were Canadian, I'd, I'd probably be getting a knock on my door right now.
1: But I just thought that was uh-huh. an interesting where place where these things may start crashing into each other. You know, if all the white guys decide that's their pronoun, then you got an issue because it's like, well, I want it. I, this- you told me to call him by his pronoun
0: this is also why when you're a successful rock star and have a lot of money, the first thing that you need to do is build fences or hedges. <laughs>
1: yes. It's it, no neighbors within like miles is what you yeah. want. And it, I, it, I just thought it was a, an extreme overreaction. And there were a lot of people involved oh, yeah. in the country music industry, including a lot of the younger artists who were like, this has, this has no place in our town, no place in our music. And I'm thinking, Music well, has think. been so integrated now, whether it music you know, has just, been pussified. Well, but music has, there's this mountain mel- you talk about the United States as being a melting pot. Well, music is a huge melting pot. And I would bet that a vast majority of these country music artists today that are, you know, in their twenties or thirties, they grew up listening to public enemy and Snoop Dogg and all of these black artists that, Routinely call their buddies the same word, but it's okay. Again, just like the TikTok thing, but well, one person can do it, the other person can't. This was where we run into problems. This isn't the fact that this guy, and this to me, context on all of this stuff makes a difference. Now, if this guy would have come across a African-American dude somewhere and they had a little altercation and he called him that word. Then I could see you might say racist, but when you're referring to one of your good buddies and you use the word not racist, you're just doing what you heard the rappers doing, what you've heard the black artists doing, and I don't understand the problem in that. I really don't. Maybe I'm just a moron, but there was nothing racist about what happened. There was nothing racist about what he said. He was going along the word has been taken back. I think we've talked about that early on when we talked about freedom of speech. The word has been reclaimed by the black community. And I understand a lot of people don't like to use the word, that's fine. But the word has taken on a different meaning like a lot of words now. So what was the big issue here when he just referred to a buddy of his as that word? Where is the racism? I I can't find it.
0: Uh well, it- if if you are the kind of person who subscribes to critical race theory then it doesn't mark him as a racist per se it just is more proof that his white skin color is makes him it, it, the the argument i can actually see is uh well he's white and therefore he is automatically a racist and this is just proof of it now i If I might, if I might hijack your situation for a a more fundamental problem with cancel culture, I I do need to rant about it is the idea that and and this goes back to identity politics. It is the idea that uh, any one thing that you do completely invalidates your entire worth, function and existence as a person. Right. Uh, This What, what bothers me about this story is not that he said something inappropriate while drunk. Uh, if anybody who's ever been drunk has said something inappropriate, does that make it less inappropriate? No, it's a dumb thing to say. And you really shouldn't probably,
1: but in this case, what's making it inappropriate?
0: Um, the, the Karen across the street, apparently.
1: Okay, I I
0: don't know. It's, it's the kind of thing that a okay what makes it inappropriate is that he has every reason to know that if he were videotaped saying this sort of thing that there would be consequences he doesn't want to deal with now if he does want to deal with them or he doesn't care about the consequences then it's no longer inappropriate but in a position like that i have to assume well i have to i i guess i started with the assumption that the guy wanted to keep his job and wanted to be eligible for these awards
1: and if he's not then there's no problem and i'm you know great well this is but, that was the, that was the interesting thing because after a couple of days this was the result was that seven of the top 10 spots on apple music are his music so it's like okay yeah, now what honor. now what though does when does apple music when do they get told what you have to wait you're still letting this guy make money oh my god i I'm well, probably as soon as, p- as, as, as soon as
0: as soon as as apple ceo tom Collins notices that this is a story and and sends down that, Hey, we need to cancel this guy. Then he'll be booted off of there. I'm sure it, it as soon as it becomes of everything that becomes a viral story, ultimately Silicon Valley is like, well, we'll just have to make up new rules for thee
1: right. Rather I, I, than I, I don't rather have than love a, rather it. than understand that the people have spoken and they said, we don't yeah. think what this guy did was so bad. We don't believe he's a racist. So we're going to buy his music. I mean, like you said, it and, worked out at least in the short term for him but he was saying yeah, something and, and to that's a buddy. evidence
0: that's evidence that the, the ranting that you're doing is against a small number of very vocal people. The people that I refer to as activists they are the ones who get all the press. They're the ones who make all the noise on social media, but the majority of people, most of whom you can only even tell that they're there when they vote with their feet are in this case, voting with their feet by going out and buying albums.
1: Uh, yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. It seems like, Most of society is doing all right. And the activists are continuing to make themselves look like assholes.
1: Yeah. And in. he's already apologized. This is what you do immediately rather than stand up and say, you know what? Uh, I've heard my black artist friends call their friends this. And this is a good friend of mine. There's nothing racist behind it. You know, I'm sorry that people were offended by it. But, you know, that's what it is.
0: Well, everybody who's uh, to, to make my point earlier, everybody who's ever been drunk has st- said stupid shit when they were drunk. So, and if, if, if you, it, it is, if it, it, you, you cannot just because you're drunk is not an excuse to get out of consequences. If it were, then I would probably be a, a lot happier drunk all the time. Well, but, there, but
1: that's a reason why we have if, the First Amendment, which is because people should be allowed to say stupid stuff and it not ruin their lives. Yeah, the the
0: the idea, though, is the consequences should be appropriate. And and saying stupid shit to your buddy, the consequences should be like maybe your buddy punches you in the shoulder or something. <laughs> right. it, it, it It's situational. But the well, appropriate see, consequence it. is not. Is not, I got drunk one night and suddenly every woke organization in society has all decided that I'm no longer human. And what really bothered me about that and made me launch try to launch into this rant multiple times is that does what this guy said on Karen's video change his music in any way? No. It, so... If I am the kind of person who just wants to listen to me, the, the vast majority of people whose music I listen to, I honestly don't even know their names. If I want, like if I'm listening to a song and I'm like, I wonder what the artist of this song is. I mean, I can ask my brother because he memorizes stuff like that, but I, I don't know. I don't care. I don't give a crap what they had for breakfast the previous day. I don't care what they said to their buddy while they were drunk. The only thing I care about is do I like the song that I'm hearing right now? And the inherent assumption in cancel culture is that every single aspect of your life is automatically. It's the idea that every action you do reflects on you as a person and The worst thing that you've ever done in your life defines who you are as a person and therefore defines the reaction that should be necessary about every other aspect of your life, which is entirely wrong because people are multidimensional. And I, for example, have the ability to be a podcaster and a robe wearer and a cat petter all at the same time. And those three aspects of my life can be completely independent. I can pet my cat without wearing a robe. I can even podcast without a cat in my lap, although that doesn't last very long. Not my decision.
1: But that's it. I mean, do people want to be judged by? No, <laughs> Well, right. They should never want to be judged on any aspect of their lives. But where we're at now, this isn't just like, well, you have to be careful what you say now. No, you better be looking at everything you have in uh, social media, every post every audio clip, every video clip, if you said something, you know, you could be 50 years old now and maybe you said something in high school that somebody videotaped 35 years ago and that comes out, that yeah. will screw with your life now. Yeah. the
0: The reason it's a problem and the reason why the philosophy is inherently unworkable is the same reason why having too many laws on the books is, is a problem. Everybody has done something in their life. Some point, even if you don't realize what it is, even if you never realized when it happened or even later that it was a problem at all, everybody has done something that they can be canceled over, which means that the decision of who to cancel is now a, a matter of selective enforcement. And it takes the decision. You know, I, I do not have control over what is going to get me canceled out of society under cancel culture, and the reason isn't because I'm a loudmouth asshole, although I'm certainly giving more uh, ammunition for that. The reason is that I'm not the one who makes that decision. The one who makes that decision is the person who listens to something that I said on episode thirty-one point two of Grumpy Old Ben's and goes, "That that thing right there makes this person a total worthless human being." and must be deleted from society. And I have no control over what you're going to get offended by what Karen is going to get offended by. And everybody has something. If, if you think you have lived a completely squeaky clean life, free of everything that can be canceled, then you know what? I go ahead and install an app and give me all your data and I will find something that can, you can be canceled over. Oh, that, no That's doubt. the problem. And what about the problem is the selective enforcement aspect means that it is not my decision whether or not someone is going to be offended by me. It is the decision of somebody who chooses to become offended. And they're the ones who have all the power and are making all the decisions about whether or not somebody should be deleted from society.
1: And what about when it happens because somebody misspoke? I mean, we all heard Chuck Schumer talk about the big erection. What is going to happen when somebody just says the wrong word, you know, inauguration? And I
0: you know Chuck Schumer was thinking about an erection, though.
1: Well, probably it was him and Anderson Cooper back in the uh, the green room before a Letterman episode. It was great. But people say the wrong words all the time. They jumble over their speech, whatever it is. You're talking really fast. The w- wrong words come out when these things can now be used as weapons against you. Yeah. then it really does get to the point to where it's like, the better solution is just to not say anything at all, which is then that's what the bastards win. Or
0: at least not record everything you're saying and send it out over a live stream.
1: But it is, I mean, your whole life, where isn't this recorded? Now we got a thing from our, you know, with our, Uh, uh,
0: at me and professor Ted's cabin in the woods.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you guys have one together now. Wow. I didn't know you guys were that Uh, close. Yeah. Housing costs went up. Yeah. I can understand. You needed the roommate, but our local town here, Every month, you know, we get our uh, what's it—the bill for the garbage pickup and water and whatever the utilities are. That they have their little newsletter that comes with it, and they were all jitty that they're putting up like twenty new cameras throughout the village that read license plates because this is going to help law enforcement, you know? Oh, like Amber Alerts, or if there's like, a- yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh huh. You think this is good? This is Big Brother encroaching further. And further, and I know I think maybe it was a random thoughts or wasn't I grumpy old bads I remember making this case really early on when, you know, one of the things because you were like, well, I'll just leave your cell phone at home. And I'm like, even if you leave your cell phone at home, if you're driving a car, you're being tracked. If you're walking into a Home Depot, even without a phone, facial recognition, you're being tracked everywhere you go, even going up yeah. and down the street. The ring doorbells are going to get your car moving. or you walking everywhere you go? You're being trapped.
0: You know, if there's one thing that that is good about face diapers, it's completely screwing over the face recognition industry.
1: Yes. Which is it is good, which uh, now is this the perfect excuse? When is it going to be that they're going to go back to people can't wear masks? Because I remember that was these laws were coming out.
0: Oh, if only,
1: you know, where it's like, well, no, you can't because uh, now you could just use this pandemic. It could be five years down the road that COVID's gone. Yeah. I mean, cause everybody's going to be vaccinated. Nothing to worry about there. Yeah, but
0: five, five years down the road. The, the Harris mask mandate will still be in
1: effect. <laughs> I don't think that is the case, but uh, it, it'll come down to an interesting thing because yes, wearing masks can, uh, can do a lot of the stuff that the left doesn't like, which is it helps anonymity, which is maybe why they're pushing to get rid of cash, why they're pushing their, everything has to be tracked in other different ways. It is uh it is concerning there's no question about it for anybody that tries to do anything online and has the belief that they're anonymous in any way shape or form without doing at least a couple of different things to protect yourself you're not and most people i don't think uh still realize that but uh that's what grumpy old Benz is for we we harp on that kind of stuff enough
0: so did you read you? You sent me a story. Did you go very deep into this story on uh, the Excellion file transfer appliance? I did not. Uh, well, you you sent me the story with regards to a data breach in Washington State, and it, it is always fun to poke at the state. Uh, it, I I will argue that it's not entirely their fault, but that that was where the big headlines came from. Um, it has to do with a vulnerability in the Excellion file transfer appliance excelion is a a service that is used by uh, a lot of banks governments financial organizations as a way to you know quote securely share documents with people outside the organization sure secure um, yeah uh, we we've all used one of these sometimes when your bank is like okay we need you to electronically sign this document or or here is you know here's your medical records or something and right. it it is important to have a service where you can be reasonably sure that you can give somebody documents and that person's the only one who's going to get them. So uh, this is a niche that doesn't go away. Well, uh, the file transfer appliance is the software in question. It's a 20 year old software. Um, and uh, Excelion has not forced upgrades uh, because it's pretty hard to do when you, you know, your, your customer is a, bank or financial organization or government all of them move really slowly. Um in fact I hear that they just this year got Windows 7 installed on some,
1: uh, <laughs> that's um, scary.
0: <laughs> but uh um they have been uh let's see. The, I I read the there was the article from Bleeping Computer that talked about the data breach and I'll mention that in a moment but there was also the uh the press release from Excellion and I yes, they had a vulnerability it was not a zero day because the software has been out for 20 years, but they had a vulnerability in this, according to their press release and according to uh I checked out some other stuff before. Um this software has been deprecated for four years. Uh they have been encouraging customers to migrate to another suite called Kiteworks for three more than three years, <clears throat> and they have quote accelerated FTA end of life plans in light of these attacks. Now, unless they disable the software, I think it's going to continue being used. But this breach resulted in uh, the Washington State uh, Unemployment Department. Um, Every single person who filed an unemployment claim in January in the state of Washington, uh, your... Uh, name, social security number, Washington driver's license, bank account and routing number, place of employment, home address, phone number are all now out in the open. Wow. Because somebody exploited this.
1: Yeah, that is kind of a uh, somebody that wants to steal your identity. This is a great kit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, and I, I don't know if that database has made it public or if that database is going to be used by the person who stole it. But knowing the dark web today uh, those databases, when you, when you manage a breach like this, the first thing that you do is you go sell it to somebody who wants a database for identity theft. And, uh, so I, I don't know how much this goes for. I haven't been following the going rates on the dark web for identity theft databases, but I bet they made a pretty penny for this breach. Um, if you are one of those people who filed for unemployment in Washington state, you really need to, uh, do something about it. I'm not sure what contact somebody. I, uh, I, you know, I'm not really sure how you defend against this. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm here to present the problem, not solutions. Um, but digging in on this, uh, this is, uh, at least the fourth organization that has already been uh, publicly revealed to have been uh, compromised through this breach, uh, through this vulnerability. Uh, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, um, and Harvard Business School have all been hit by breaches in this software. Uh, like I said, I, if if your data has been compromised, I don't have an answer. If you work for IT in an organization and you use this software, I can't urge you enough: move to the new software. They're, they're, apparently, now there is a patch. There is a version of the file transfer appliance that you can roll out to every machine in your org that patches this particular vulnerability, but uh, they haven't worked on this in five years and they started working on it 20 years ago and they have a new version. If you're in it, I don't even care if you're in it for a bank, a government financial organization, or who you need to be keeping that stuff up to date, or at the very least, this vulnerability was published in October and it's now being utilized now you, i guess yeah bad on on the company excelion for uh having a a vulnerability that's never great and it's not great pr but man the the number of organizations that you know are just managed by it people who don't pay any attention to vulnerability reports and don't really care and look at this and you know, or, or IT people who, through no fault of their own, are being told by their own management, hey, it works, don't mess with it. Right. right? Which is management making IT decisions is a freaking plague in business today. Yeah. The, I mean, do something about this. We know, I know damn well, now that I've read up on this particular vulnerability, uh, we're going to have a weekly stories of big businesses corporations organizations being compromised by this very exploit over and over again for the next month
1: well i think there's a lot of companies now who don't have it people on staff all the time that they hire people to do things and uh, then just kind of forget about it as you said as long as it's working it's just kind of out there rather than oh wait i'm supposed to be updating this software i mean i've, I've told the story before yeah. that i did a uh Subcontracted out from a local marketing agency, created a website for a local bank. It's a small little bank, like four or five locations here in the suburbs. And I continually get there's Drupal updates. I don't think they've updated it since I did the site, and we're going on a few years. So if it's not, if it hasn't been hacked yet, I would be really surprised. But this is definitely a case that I can point to and say, you know, here's a bank that has no idea what they're doing.
0: And, and from from an end user perspective, I still will rail and rant at forced upgrades of software, especially when some software that I haven't used in three months decides that it's going to try to force me to reboot because I might use it. So you know, okay, well, let me schedule that. There, there are certainly a lot of problems with the UX around it. But one of the ways that I mitigate the fact that I resist a lot of updates is that I pay attention to the, the vulnerabilities that come out. I pay attention to what is in patches. I pay, you know, I, I don't like to just blindly accept updates because there are plenty of things where it, it's like, you know, change the font from red to green, important, must update. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking that one right now because I don't care. Also, those are the same color. Um, Jay Finley asked in the troll room, so I'm going to remind the software was the file transfer appliance FTA from Excellion, uh, in case you were wondering, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if, you know, if, if I am an individual working on my private computer, then the, the amount of scrutiny and the urgency of updates is, is one thing. And I will, I will fight forever with companies who are trying to be all patriarchal and decide that you know, whatever you're doing, it's not as important as rebooting right now. OK, that that's a problem. But if you are working IT for a large organization that moves billions of dollars around, you had if you are going to be any good at all at your job, you had better be damn well aware of all of the releases and updates available and all of the vulnerabilities and notes about every piece of software that you use. And you need to. Be evaluating all the time, every time that a vulnerability report comes out, every time that a patch comes out, you need to be evaluating. Do we need this right now? Because at this point, the Ooh. Washington uh, unemployment department, whoever is running it there needed to Wait, I send thought it was something you. all the way up the chain. You're, not, a- running, you're no. not running
1: the IT department there.
0: No, I, I they, they They wouldn't let me after the last incident.
1: Oh, well, that but, would make sense.
0: Oh, whoever is running, you know, whoever is running it for the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, um, y- y- you need to be reading up on this stuff and you need to find out, OK, there is a patch and this patch fixes fixes a vulnerability that could be exploited to release millions and millions of personal information for identity theft you need to be doing and it. You, if, if the it department has any ability whatsoever, you need to be saying, we're not using this software until the patch is rolled out. And yeah, maybe that's disruptive, but it's better than it, it's better than releasing these databases to the public. Yeah. Sorry, I'm fired up about this because this was so freaking preventable. It, it just huge companies that move so much money and, and and they're using software. That's been deprecated for five years.
1: Well private companies one thing the government that is taking all of your personal information who is taxing you up the ass you think they can at least update the software i mean they have the unlimited resources to do so so there's no excuse well i'd rather they don't take my cash well but they're taking it anyway there's no question there but i mean that was an interesting hack but i think that was kind of meh that was kind of a big yawn because there was an even bigger hack that I think even more people are going to be more concerned about in this hit me with the data breach. EscortReviews.com was breached. Oh, that does sound important. <laughs> See, this is where this is where people everywhere. Men are going, oh shit. You know, there's certain data, it's okay. you it's bad for your personal data to get out, no matter what it is, when it is, what company it is. Now, if you're part of this website, which I guess was just a V Bulletin forum community, which V Bulletin has been around forever. I don't know if this was an updated version or what, because that could also uh, lead to it. But this community, they said uh, 2.4 million topics, 12.5 million posts and over 470,000 members. Their database has been stolen. So I can only imagine what this is going to lead to the bleeping computer had this story and they got part of the database and they did contact a few of the people and they did get confirmation that yes that was the person's information and yes they were a member of the site so it does appear to be legit and basically the site is uh They said it's United States based covers United States and Mexico and allows escorts to promote their services, share profile pictures, contact information and biographies to prospective clients and clients, of course, can post reviews about their experience with the particular escort. This has to be the mother load of data breaches for whoever has this. If
0: uh, it's. It, it, I think it depends on what percentage of them are ashamed to be in that database because that could be extremely damaging. Yes. Also the, the name of this site is going to be in the show notes, right? Cause I might need to do some research later.
1: Yes. And it's currently down because you know, oh. <laughs> database error and V bullet. And <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be back. I mean, this is an interesting thing that what the information they collected has, of course, a display name, which all bulletin boards will email address, the hashed password and then optional for people that put them in there Skype account names, birth dates, and then of course your IP address from your last contact is also in there. So it's it's going to be interesting for all the guys who've been it, using this, you know, on the side, who are married, who have girlfriends, who don't know this uh this won't be some good information to be to Well, be-
0: if you're using your real name on a site like this, then you you deserve what you get. I mean, if if I we're going to go out and cheat on Dame Bemrose, which I'm not saying I have Stop spreading those rumors. Uh, I sure as hell wouldn't use my real name. I wouldn't give this like there's no circumstances where I would give that site my name. Uh, it, I, I was I was going to argue that, you know, data breaches are are always a risk and they're always something that happens. And one of the important pieces of of security depth that you in depth that you need to do is limit the amount of data that you collect and what you just described does sound like they're limiting the data pretty effectively they they have a a login id they have password hash but not the password and there's only so much you can do with the hash you can't use that and try to apply it at every other site so they that that's a pretty good practice um you know ip address okay you don't have to store that but a lot of people do for some kind of security reason. It, it sounds like they are keeping the minimum amount of data. And I'm trying to think, you know, what can you do with that? Well, if you can tie a screen name to a person, right. I guess you can embarrass it because of the, the type of, you know, the type of site it is. The email address
1: and the Skype name, which both of those could. Well, I don't know if Skype could be that anonymous anymore, but obviously you don't want to use your main email address. You don't want to use your name and your email address.
0: Yeah. And, And if people are putting I mean, you said those fields are optional. If people put them in. Uh, yeah, I mean, just be aware that any information you provide to any website is there is always the chance that it will end up in some kind of identity theft database.
1: And I, this so, does tie in nicely. For example, to I, your, don't, I don't put a Skype name into any of these sites. Well, you don't use Skype because it's Microsoft and yeah. you know better. But this does yeah, tie in nicely Skype. to your story because I did a little bit more research, uh, which means I, I scrolled all the way to the bottom of this story.
0: Yeah, uh, hey, that's that's more research than most
1: people do. But okay, the current version of the bulletin, which is a paid forum software, is at five point six point four. So the current version is five point six point four. What do you think? What version was this escort site using? Um, six three point eight point nine. That's less <laughs> yeah. than five point. Yeah, that's
0: less. Okay. <laughs> OK, you know what I, I was and, and here I was set to give props saying that that an escort service site had better I.T. policies than Bay, you know, than the Harvard Business School because they're not collecting as much information. But OK, they're not updating shit either.
1: Right. How how hard could it be to update to the latest version of the bulletin? I mean, they're not that expensive. Forum software is probably a couple hundred bucks. You know, I.
0: I I mean, depending on the software, it can be particularly difficult. Some software, you just have to, you know, set up the new instance and then do a data transfer and that might require, depending on how much data you have, it might require a a non-trivial amount of downtime. But you know what? This is why dudes named Ben get paid the big bucks. Yeah. This is, it it doesn't, it doesn't matter how, how, uh, how difficult it is. It's your job.
1: (laughs) Right, which is exactly why you want to find a dude named Ben that you can trust that knows what they're doing. And if you need one, you can always go to the No Agenda social site, which is like Twitter, but better. I mean, if you if you're not on it and you want an invite, we still have an open invite at grumpy slash N A S. Our buddy Darren from Grimerica was having some CSS issues with his site, and he tagged me over there and he was asking questions. And I'm like, I'm a few years outside of really using css day-to-day because there it wasn't the things weren't quite looking right
0: well, you 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 outed yourself though you helped them with wordpress yeah and, i know
1: uh, i know <laughs> but i was more than happy to i posted you know i reposted with the information with the screenshot and multiple people offered to help and he finally came back with, oh, yeah, you know, maybe what what would you charge? And see, this was the beautiful thing, because, you know, this dude will help him out. I don't know if the guys charging him are going to do it for free or able to do it, whatever. But he was trying to walk him through it and then just said, no, I can help you out. But you need to have a dude named Ben or a that named Bernadette, a professional that knows what they're doing rather than trying to go into some of these things and hack them around in a way that uh, wouldn't be good. And if you're running really, really old software, go and update or just take your whole damn forum down because it's going to get hacked i mean once these things get old enough and there are known exploits they're going to get hacked and it won't be good so well, it,
0: everybody thinks it won't happen to them that's that's really the problem right oh, our site's it's, so it, small nobody it, it doesn't attention. happen it doesn't happen to every site every day and so it's easy enough to get complacent but uh, like i said if if you are in charge of of IT for something, it is your job to make sure that that something is, is up to date and at least you are performing the basic security practices like, like, you know, and, and again, I'm going to have to go back to because uh, otherwise somebody's going to call me a hypocrite. Um, I, I don't all, I, I disagree with the conventional wisdom that it is always critical, a hundred percent necessary to always be on the latest version, no matter what. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. However, if you are not going to be on the latest version, it is your responsibility to be aware of exactly what risks you're taking by not
1: using the current version. And you've always been consistent saying security updates are important, not that feature updates, but security updates. And and my biggest
0: problem with updates is people forcing updates that are not important. And security updates are almost always important. Yes. But, you know, updating my font, not so much.
1: And the concept that your site isn't going to be found. I know we've talked about this a little before, but it bears repeating. There are automated bots out there that are going to every site they can trying to figure out is this site WordPress? Is this site Drupal? What's this site built upon? And they have their all the uh, things in the little database knowing which hacks they can do. So once they find a site that's using a particular content management system, that gets marked down. Then they go back and they automatically try to hack your site. So it doesn't matter if your site has no traffic. I mean, you could start a podcast, mapswithmatt.com, never do an episode. They're still going to find your website and hack it even though nobody else goes cuz there's no new episodes they'll still find it yeah. they'll still hack you so you have to keep up it doesn't matter
0: i i have a a site that i i set up a wordpress blog back in the day on on a uh on my server and i uh went back and uh i i never ended up posting anything there because i had, you know the the requirements changed and but i didn't take it down um and i just left the the cPanel was doing the automatic update updates to WordPress, and I just kind of left it there, which is probably not the greatest idea, but it's on a VM that has nothing else going on. And I, you know, inertia, right?
1: So it's a honeypot.
0: Go, yeah, going in and viewing just the log of people scanning for common vulnerabilities. <laughs> yes. Try, the people trying to hit admin.php on that thing. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's about every. About every two minutes, there's something trying to get admin.php, which, by the way, if you're running WordPress, one of the most important things you can do, and I know this is security by obscurity and it's not enough by itself, but it is really helpful, is go change the
1: URL of your admin page. Yeah. When it comes to, to their, anything else with uh, WordPress, there's a nice little uh, thing you can just add. There's a plugin, which I know the more plugins, bad. But in this case, it's probably worth the little plugin that moves it from your domain slash WP dash admin to whatever you want. And I first found that when uh, helping void zero out years ago. And I'm like, oh, that's genius, because a lot of these to try to figure out if it is a WordPress site, just go to the domain slash WP admin. And if there's a login, they're like, ha ha, we know it's a WordPress site. If there's no login, it's like, oh, sad. And they move on. (laughs) allegedly
0: I remember like way way back in the day and I'm I'm digressing this is about 2004 um I I was running a uh a, a um bb bo- a a bb bulletin board yeah whatever the hell it's those a called a bulletin board system forum. bbs well uh no no it's a forum uh it was phpbb oh okay um and you know I I never it, it, that that was the era in which I determined that I actually really don't like php and I know that's a that's an edgy position because frankly, nobody, the only people who could possibly claim to not hate PHP are the ones who've never used it. But you know, PHP is it's a, it's a useful language. It's got its niche, And, and it, like I said, if you don't hate it, you're not using it. But I was the one who was adding features to it. We took a, an off the shelf PHP BB and added features and it was a pain in the ass having to keep up with uh, any of the security problems. but one of the things we realized we had a, we were, we were part of a web ring. You remember those?
1: Yes. Oh my God. That's taking me back Uh, to our geo cities. Yeah.
0: Um, and it was a ring of forums that were all dedicated. Uh, this one was dedicated to a particular web comic that I was, uh, paid that I followed and was a big part of the community. Uh, but we were a part of a web ring of a lot of web comics and a lot of them had these forum softwares and I would, you know, tell the people, okay, well, you know, you, Hey, this, this new version came out and you need to check it out. Cause otherwise there's this, uh, you know, this vulnerability or something. Well, w- one point, one of the vulnerabilities comes out or it, co- it gets released and there was no patch for it. And I ended up going in and editing the code to manually shut off the thing that the, the point of entry for the vulnerability. And I posted to the, the board, that, that we all went to for it is said, Hey, you know, here's, here's a code patch that you need to do. Oh, well, we'll just wait for the patch. Uh Lo and behold. And this was the first time I'd seen this happen. uh, Somebody also read the vulnerability report and went out and managed to deface the entire web ring worth of sites, except for ours, because he couldn't get into ours <laughs> and put like, like it was, it was one where you could, uh you could change the display. Of the things so the databases weren't compromised but every single one of the sites had a big banner at the top said you got hacked by so and so and we contacted him because it wasn't you know this was not in the day of people hacking people for money this was in the day of of hey ah, i screwed with you uh, you look you got egg on your face that sort of thing right and so we contacted like you know how did you find all these sites so quickly and he said well I just did a Google search for powered by PHPBV and right. the version number. Right. Because they put that
1: at the bottom of every page. Right. Which is the worst thing you could possibly do when there's an exploit for a particular version of something. But they're proud that they're powered by that. And they want to sell more PHP BB. And
0: And it wasn't just powered by PHP BB. It was, you know, it was every single page on your site had the very bottom powered by PHP BB 3.4.1 or whatever the hell the version number was. And you could just search for that string with that exact version number. Not only do you get a list of all the PHP BBs out there, you get a list of all the ones that are vulnerable right now.
1: Yes, you can hack them immediately. Now, well, now, like I said, they have bots that do that. So it's not even like you have to do the work. You just let your system do it. Goes out. Kind of reminds me of war games when he just had the thing dialing everything, everything, everything. And that seemed like it was that that seemed like it was wild back then and and not so much now. But those were the good old days when hacking a website together was more like making music. There was still a human element to it being that, you know, used to go and then look at the code and figure out how somebody did something. And then try to integrate that if he didn't just steal their code, which uh, a guy ended up being a good buddy of mine for a long time, uh, basically stole the code of my site. He was living out in California and I found it by doing a search because I think he left my email address or something in it and I just sent him a message. Like you said, this wasn't the time where people got really upset about these things. I I just kind of sent him an email that was kind of like, ah, busted. If you're going to steal my code, can you at least take my email out? And it was like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was uh, <laughs> this was the this was the way it was back then. It was a lot more fun. I think it was a lot less, uh, yeah. you know, a lot less. I mean,
0: I mean, it was it was frustrating when one of your good buddies decided to, uh, you know, put to screw with your website or, or put salt in your beer or something. But it wasn't as dangerous as right. uh, it, it, you know. One of your buddies defacing your website and putting a ha ha, you got hacked thing on there was was certainly frustrating back in the day. And that was what we thought hacking was. But, uh, you know, like I said, that's that's your buddy reaching over and putting salt in your beer. That's a little different than than somebody at the bar putting roofies in your beer.
1: Right. Right. And now most people don't want you to know you've been hacked. This is usually you don't find out immediately. They're using. Your website for nefarious reasons because the
0: motivation isn't the motivation isn't recognition for hey look how clever I was to hack the motivation is we're going to use you to steal money
1: right yeah and that's uh, that's the new world order that is the new world order and uh, speaking of money did you see this I saw on uh, Breitbart but they were quoting uh, Tucker Carlson did you see the Bank of America story about the the capital insurrection. And all of the information they were just giving up to the authorities based upon where people were using their credit cards. Uh, That that that, sounds like lawsuits waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I would think that it possibly could be. And it would make me I mean, we had a Bank of America credit card briefly a few years ago that we ended up canceling and uh for various reasons but bank of america doesn't appear that they want to protect your privacy basically well this is this is not the first time that
0: bank of america has been in the news for working against the people who have accounts with them or didn't they was wait was it was it bank of america well, It was one of them that had the the big scandal where they were opening accounts in your name whether you wanted it or I not i think that was
1: wells fargo okay I think that was Wells Fargo. But there,
0: there, well, there, there have been plenty of stories about big banks that get end up in the news for making policy decisions that go entirely against the bulk of their users simply because the users they care about are not you. The users they care about are the the big, the other big banks, the hedge funds, the traders, the billionaires who you know take out you know some kind of money services worth hundreds of millions. You and your your Five thousand dollar checking account, uh, you don't matter. Um, it's one of the one of the reasons why my standing recommendation is never never do your banking with a big bank. Always look for a local credit union.
1: Well, and it's there are so many different levels now. If you were in Washington at the time, let's we can talk about you know your cell phones and all this other stuff as far as tracking you. But and I was. We go back to our first real episode on cashless, which I think is still something people should go listen to if they haven't for, again, a variety of reasons, because it keeps coming up as a theme here on Grumpy Old Benz as we continue to go on. But at the request of federal investigators, Bank of America searched its databases looking for people who fit a specific profile. Here is what the profile was, and this is being quoted one and, and just just to be clear
0: the the people that they are screwing over are not just a, a set of users who signed up for a free account or a database that they bought somewhere this is their own customers that they are mining data on in order to try to screw over their customers let that sink in for a bit you are a customer of the bank and they're doing this to
1: you yes your okay. purchases are going to be tracked if you don't believe that's the case when somebody comes asking in this case the federal government They're giving it up because here's what they were asked for. One, customers confirmed as transacting either through bank account, debit card or credit card purchases in Washington, D.C. between January 5th and January 6th. So that means you were in Washington, used your credit card to buy a hot dog or some gas. Now you're ready. Yeah. You're being flagged. because you or, in,
0: or your credit card number was in a data breach that got you. Uh, yeah,
1: possibly, because you never know with that. It could be a uh, could be a spoofed card. But yes, if you were in Washington making a purchase, Washington, D.C., on January 5th or January 6th, they wanted to know two purchases made for hotels, Airbnb or RSVPs in Washington, Virginia or Maryland after january sixth, so i mean if you're on the run you know what's going on they want to know if somebody's hiding or or you get kicked
0: off a plane because the flight attendant is threatened by the fact that your face diapers
1: his orange and says trump on it how dare you support the president of the united states i know some very very dangerous stuff three and we're getting now into some more interesting things any purchase of weapons or at a weapons related merchant between January 7th and their upcoming suspected stay in the DC area around inauguration day. So, and the purchase of weapons or weapons related m- merchants. So, they, I mean, you bought they, a t-shirt. That said six hours."
0: Not even the people who went into the Capitol and yet uh, were, were apparently terrorists and anti-government warriors who somehow failed to set the fucking building on fire. Uh, They didn't even have weapons. Nobody had weapons. The crowd didn't have weapons. The only people with weapons, the only weapons that were fired were fired by police officers uh, who, you know, probably were justified in doing so. But that was the only weapons in the
1: crowd. But That's what we want to look for, because dangerous people are the ones who believe in being armed. Of course, when it comes down to this kind of stuff, I mean, one of the most ridiculous things I saw is just a quick side note with AOC's meltdown. Was somebody saying, well, she thought she was in danger. So that makes the danger real.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I think that her policies are setting me,
1: putting me in danger. So that's very real as well. Somebody, yeah. Somebody punish her for that, please. Yes. And then number four, airline related purchases since January 6th. So that's what they're looking for. And as the article points out here on Breitbart, that's a very broad profile of what they're looking for. And a very wide net. And I don't know if we can state this with enough gravity. Everything you do is being tracked. Every purchase you make. And I'm sure Bank of America wasn't the only one to get this call, knock on their door, whatever it was, looking for this information. I'm sure every credit card company, every major bank did. Whether they all complied, I don't know. Every credit card company, Every phone company, everything that could be used to track you, they were definitely using it to track you
0: i and just just in case you are I, there are a lot of people out there who accept who are saying, "Yeah, oh shut up already, we know we're being tracked, but I'm not doing anything wrong and my my stock argument that i I try to use, at least my favorite one so far. Uh it, the, you know, it's it's the nothing to hide argument. The argument in in the, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and rail against this straw man with everything I've got. Uh the argument is uh I have nothing to fear about my data getting out because I have nothing to hide, because I'm not doing anything wrong. And <clears throat> uh what I'm here to tell you is uh the nothing to hide argument is fallacious. Um I need privacy. Not because my motives are suspect, but because yours are because the people who are collecting this data, the people who are acting on this data do not have your best interests in mind. And when they are creating a dragnet that says everybody in Northern Virginia and Southern Maryland who happens to have been wearing orange or be a registered Republican, they're now going to send that database off to someone to... In order to put you on a list where you're not going to be able to fly, you can't buy guns, all of these things that are totally legal, but somebody wants retribution and your data was collected and it was totally innocuous, fully legal data. Okay. I happened to be walking through there and I needed a sandwich. Oh, you know, that seems like pretty normal stuff and you wouldn't think you've got anything to hide. But as soon as you get pulled in, to a database by your own bank, and they send it off to somebody who has an ax to grind, wants to hurt as many Trump supporters as they can. And even if you don't happen to be a Trump supporter, you ended up getting lumped into that list. The problem is not whether you're doing something wrong. It's whether or not anybody who gets their hands on the data is going to come out with, with an ax to grind, with some political motive, with, you know, straight up crime interested, you know, is the database going to be breached? There are so many reasons that have nothing to do with whether or not you trust the person collecting the
1: data. Right. Which we'll go back to the story of like the 15 year old girl singing along to the rap song, saying the N word and then not being able to go to the college she wanted to. You don't think you're doing anything wrong. You just think you're having a good time. You just happen to be going on vacation into washington d c whether or not you even went to the Trump rally doesn't matter. You were there, so you are now suspect because you were in the vicinity of a major metropolitan area, and that cannot be enough to start investigations on people
0: and Just as a side note, have you ever noticed how every single argument is that in favor of widespread surveillance? Seems to assume without any explanation or argument. Just seems to assume that the entity doing the surveilling is
1: is benevolent and ethical, and and that hardly ever happens in the real world. No, and Joe Biden got in trouble. Uh, Pisaki, actually, somebody. Uh, uh, like well, I was gonna say journalist, but it might have been the dumbest question that I've heard asked of Joe Biden as of yet. And probably the dumbest question that I've heard in a long time was when Biden made a statement about a couple of FBI agents who were killed in the line of duty while they were serving, I think a warrant or something on a child sex thing or something. I don't have the details on that, but a couple of agents were killed and in Joe Biden's statement, Did they die of shock. Oh, they were shot. I mean, this was a, this was not a, oh. uh, They died of lead poisoning. Yes. There was a shootout at the OK Corral and Biden just made a comment that a vast majority of the people that work for the FBI are, you know, quality, good, hardworking people doing their best for with the country, whatever it was. And a journalist actually then the next day asked, what did he mean by that? And it's like, (laughs) what do you mean? What did he mean by that? Exactly what he said, which was. You know, a vast majority of FBI agents are good people doing their job. And is there yeah. any question after what's been going on in the last few years that there's some FBI agents, you know, Strzok and Page yeah, and others that yeah, maybe were Yeah, it,
0: it, And it, it's not just FBI agents. You take any demographic of, of a large enough group of people, and there's going to be a couple who are, for lack of a better word, evil. There, there, right. there are bad people in every group. They, it is extremely hard to weed them out because, you know, funny thing about people who intend wrong and have a total lack of, of ethics is they, they tend to lie on job applications. Uh, really? They're, they're, they're not easy to screen out. So yes, every, you know, the FBI, uh, the, your, every police station over a certain size, uh, they're going to have some, bad cops who are and and the best you can do is try to reduce the opportunity for you you reduce reduce the amount of power that that they have that's unchecked and reduce the opportunity and then uh, make sure that you support get rid of the thin blue line that that everybody i well this is i hate i hate 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 when When somebody comes out and says all cops are bastards or whatever it is, when when somebody comes out and they're like, that is a horrible, horrible, destructive stereotype. I also hate when somebody says, well, cops are fraternity and it doesn't matter what somebody does. We need to stick up for each other, which is also destructive. If somebody is breaking the law, I don't care if they have a badge or not, throw them in jail if if a cop breaks the law they need to not be a cop at the same time painting all cops as horrible horrible people because a couple of them are is
1: is entirely it's it's a uh, yeah they're gur gurgle you know what i mean <laughs> exactly but this see this is going to be biden's problem now being on the other side being in that chair is no fun because you know there are a lot of people on the left right now, who would make the statement that all cops are bad, all law enforcement is bad. So Joe Biden wanting to be the president and going, hey, you know, these people that pretty much work for me that did this thing, they were trying to go, you know, arrest people who were hurting children and they got killed. And we want to honor them for doing their job and doing something good for the country. The left doesn't want him to say anything nice about any law enforcement. And, and I'm, I'm at least he did. I'll give him that. At least he said, you know, these guys were doing their job and and need and need to be honored. Fortunately, he
0: can get out of any PR disaster by just going off and starting another foreign war,
1: (laughs) which I mean, they said like Syria, like day one, there was stuff going on. I don't even (laughs) I mean, that's the kind of stuff that is uh, that is amazing. And which makes me glad we're really not a political show, because that would just be depressing to have to cover that kind of stuff all of the time. Yeah. And there's there's more than enough tech stuff, especially things that so, will overlap.
0: Speaking, and speaking of uh, I, the, the one other story I wanted to, to flag uh, for, I need to get to it because I missed it on Monday is uh, I've got Facebook versus iOS 14. Woo-hoo.
1: So Facebook, v Apple, who will be victorious? <laughs> not us, right? Not the people using either Facebook <laughs> or Apple <laughs> devices. That's the truth.
0: Yeah. Who, who will be victorious? Well, the people who aren't on Facebook and aren't using Apple, maybe. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you wanted to to transition to something else or go into it now. Um, but uh, the short version is we've talked about iOS 14 before, which Apple has put a number of privacy features into this. And it, it kind of bucks the trend of Silicon Valley constantly changing features uh in in favor of more data collection and less privacy right and the reason it bucks the trend is because apple is somewhat unique amongst silicon valley companies where the people who have iphones are not the product per se but are in fact the customer now they're the product a little bit in terms of the like the app store and their 30 percent you know you you make your cut and they They take a 30% VIG off the top of it. I love the word VIG. Keep using it. Um, But for the most part, people who buy iPhones do it because they want to buy an iPhone and Apple sells them an iPhone. And the major transaction is the purchasing of the iPhone. And that is distinct from the usual Silicon Valley model where you give some service away for free or really cheap. And then you make all your money by selling the data on the back end. Uh, To the best of my knowledge, Apple doesn't do that. And I definitely admire them for that particular thing. Apple has put into iOS 14 um, a number of new features that support privacy. One of them is there is a a feature. uh, It is a pop up that prompts users whenever an app tries to get the IDFA, the identifier for advertisers. It's the, the super cookie that's in every phone.
1: Right. That's Um, the thing that will tell advertisers this would match whether, you know, no matter when you're using your phone, no matter where you're using the phone, you could have wiped your phone. You know, well, actually, if you wipe your phone, that changes. Well,
0: and actually uh, in, I don't know, five five or six years ago, like iOS 6, 7, something, um, Apple put in a button that allows you to say, please randomize this when you push the button and if you want real privacy, you're pushing that button every freaking day, right? Every hour. But, but most people don't. Um, but yes, this is a unique identifier that is handed to any app and is tied to your phone. And the idea behind it is it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't automatically come with your name, although there's usually ways of, of attaching other data to it, but it does let apps know That, okay, I used Facebook for uh, 17 minutes on this, and I went to this, and I saw, you know, I saw this ad on Facebook here, and then 34 minutes later, I was browsing Amazon, and I purchased this product, and then 12 minutes later, I went and I checked out, you know, this porn site, and then I looked at some lingerie, and then I ended up buying this, but I looked at this ad for a new car, and I didn't, and that is incredibly valuable data for someone like facebook uh who wants to know i, I mean the 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 golden da- piece of information that everybody in online advertising wants is when i put up an ad Did that cause somebody to make a purchase decision? Did that cause somebody to change their minds about the product? Did it create a positive vibe about the product that's being advertised? And that is incredibly difficult data to come by. And it is the primary motivator behind almost all online tracking is they want to know when they throw an ad up in your face. Did that change your mind about the product? Did that make you do that drive a purchase decision? Did that make you want to go check out the product? Did that make you want to go at least visit the, the walmart.com page about that product? They need to know this because if, if Facebook can go back to their advertisers and say, uh, when, when an ad runs, we can, you know, we can assure you that in a, you know, 12% of cases, it drives, you know, you can translate that into real numbers, and the right. advertisers say, "Okay, well, then, then hundred thousand dollars on Facebook ads is going to translate into twelve thousand dollars worth of people buying our product, or whatever the, the translation is." So, far as someone like Facebook is concerned, that is incredibly valuable. Uh, why did I go into that? Well, Apple in iOS fourteen is uh, some of the people are saying killing the IDFA. And they're they're not technically, but what they are doing is every time that an app requests the IDFA for the first time, Apple is popping up a dialogue box that says, uh, do you want to be tracked? I'm pulling up the, the image right now. Facebook would like permission to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies. Your data will be used to deliver personalized ads to you. Uh, two buttons allow tracking or ask app not to track uh it's a little bit loaded uh you know who is going to i guess who is going to click on that saying you know uh facebook wants to track you across apps and companies your data will be used to deliver ads allow tracking who's going to click that
1: oh come on i want the best possible ads i mean i i'm really unhappy when i get ads that have nothing to do with what i like but i love it to get ads when they're just perfectly fit for me so i can spend more money
0: uh you know that is the selling point of the <laughs> online tracking the online tracking industry that is the the thing that they are selling is they say uh, it, and, and the argument always goes like this well you're gonna get ads anyway right wouldn't you prefer them to be for products that we know you're interested in and my answer is no i don't want to be manipulated and i'm blocking your ad with my
1: ad blocker no matter which way it goes You don't want to be manipulated. Wait, we're doing the wrong show. I thought I thought you were wanting to be manipulated. No, I'm I'm, I know I'm
0: I'm on this side of the microphone. I want to be the one manipulating. Oh,
1: right. Right. Okay, now you
0: you and all of our experts, I am manipulating you right now by putting my awful voice into your ears with seditious ideas that should get people canceled.
1: With the ideas that big companies tracking you across platforms is bad.
0: So. Apple put up this prompt.
1: um, And the interesting thing about uh, the prompt you just read, which was, do you want to be tracked? Yes. Or do you just want to ask them nicely not to track you? Well, (laughs) yes.
0: Yes. Because even Apple acknowledges that there are plenty of ways Facebook has to track people that aren't the the IDFA.
1: And is that just covering Um, their ass? Because they're like when Facebook still tracks them, Apple wants to be like, well, we kind of told you.
0: So. What Facebook is doing now is that right before they call the API, right before they call the thing that is going to cause the iOS to pop up that prompt immediately before that, Facebook pops up a different pop up that says (laughs) allow Facebook to use your app and website activity get ads that are more personalized support businesses that rely on ads to reach customers to provide a better ads experience. We need permission to use future activity that other apps and websites send us from this device. This won't give us access to new types of information. And when you click that, then it calls the API that causes iOS to pop up. The Facebook would like permission to track you. But so Apple decided to annoy users by popping up a scary dialogue multiple and times, Facebook is now adding a new dialogue right before that that says you're about to see a scary dialogue. But here's all
1: of the <laughs> reasons why we think you should like it anyway. Yes, you're about to see a scary dialogue, giving away all of your personal information. We want you to say yes. Opt in to giving us your personal information so we can track everything you do, everything you say, every post you like, every post you hate. And that way we know how to better advertise to you so we can make more money.
0: And in case you're wondering about the stakes on this one and why the, this is so important to these companies, it might not be that important to you. Um, iOS consumers spent uh, about billion in Q1 of 2020. Um, in fact, iOS, despite only having about, uh, about 20% the market share of Android, uh, people on iOS spend almost twice as much money as people on Android. Uh, it's extremely lucrative. You know, the uh, ads are here to stay and tracking is here to stay in, in a Google run platform. But if Apple kills the, uh, advertising the the tracking in iOS, they are doing severe damage to an eighty billion dollar mobile ad industry because they are effectively removing a large portion of the most lucrative users that that mobile advertising does.
1: And um, this is interesting. And also
0: note, I also note by the way that that this new these new features do nothing about the Facebook SDK. We've warned you about those before.
1: you warned about that. I was just looking at the uh, Statista who has some interesting information on a variety of topics in the united states the split between android and ios is way way different than worldwide in may of 20 which is the latest information they have so may of last year android 47 percent saturation apple 52.4 Microsoft 0.5 and BlackBerry 0.1. But if that's the case, I mean, Apple actually has a bigger audience in the United States than Android, which is crazy. Yeah, but when they're you think all in
0: California. It. Maybe,
1: yeah, California and New York and, uh, but it's interesting with only one company selling the phones in the Apple case as opposed to all of the Android phones, the fact that they're close to a 50-50 split is, uh, is interesting because so are our politics and I want to know, is it a because I've got an Android, I mean, does that make me more of a of a of a conservative? I mean, who's who's mainly used? I'd love to know the demographics on how people choose which phone to go I, with.
0: I I can make some guesses, but uh, I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> okay, do that for another show. <laughs> so,
0: so uh, yeah, the the anyways, what I what I was trying to suggest though, or I I think I suggested is that this is this is worth a sizable portion of 80 billion dollars a year to Facebook. Yes. And they are um they are going out you know they they continue now in their public statements to call Apple a monopoly, which is fucking hilarious.
1: Well yeah, because Hot, they're pretty much split. even as we can see now they're pr- pretty much split, but you can see what kind of money this can cost them because the United States, let's be honest. This is where a vast majority of the advertising is going on then because this is where m- people have way more money than other countries i mean it was interesting bill o'reilly yesterday pointed out that uh like 32 or something percent or 30 somewhere between 30 and 35 of people that live in the united states make over a hundred thousand dollars a year so it's like this really isn't yeah. the the country where or maybe it was over two hundred thousand but
0: it was a hundred thousand a year is the poverty line in
1: seattle <laughs> well that's because it's seattle but this is a lot of money that if you're going to take away. Half of Facebook's reach in the United States, if everybody that has an Apple goes, no, don't track me. This could be a big bottom line killer because Facebook does survive on their advertising. So does Google, which we have a story which probably will get pushed off until Monday, which was I mean, this is the problem with Google right now is they have a vast majority of the advertising and now they're being called a monopoly because now they have a majority majority of the uh, advertising. And how do you oh, break are. that up? I don't know. We,
0: we invited we invited Carl from WATP to guest host on Grumpy Old Benz. And the one big axe he had to grind was Google is has destroyed all other marketing in the country or in you know practically online in the world
1: because it hits everybody. That's where they are. People are doing Google searches. That's where you're being advertised. To. I mean, I don't do Google searches anymore. I'm a duck duck goer or a start yeah. page.
0: Uh, yeah because uh, yeah, Duck duckduckgo they have their own index but they they pull from a lot of sources start pages is google, if you absolutely are convinced that google is the best uh, results out there and you could not possibly go to somebody other somebody else's index which by the way duckduckgo is a pretty good index it's it's my main driver for almost everything but if you have to have the google index because you are absolutely convinced that every other index is is wrong which I, I don't agree with, but that's fine. Use start page because start page is Google's index, but they strip out all the tracking.
1: Yes. Then there is another one. Startpage.com. Search S C A R X dot something or other. There's a lot of good search yeah. engines you can use, but I can see this. Yeah. I can see where Facebook is worried, especially in the United States. If they are about a half iPhones that they're worried, they're going to get the, Oh no, thank you. Please don't, don't track me anymore.
0: Yeah. And and if you think it's only Facebook taking swipes, uh last week when uh Tim Tim Cook uh was he was in Brussels uh giving a speech at uh, I did not write down where he was giving a speech. Uh but he it, I I pulled the, this quote out of it. Technology does not need vast troves of personal data stitched together across dozens of websites and apps in order to su- succeed. If a business is built on misleading users and on data exploitation on choices that are no choices at all, then it does not deserve our praise. It deserves reform. He didn't mention Facebook, but, you know, that's Facebook.
1: Well, yeah, because he can't be talking about Apple. So, yeah,
0: he he's saying he's saying that, you know, any any business that's made on exploiting its users should not be a business at all. Well, uh, that sounds like a shot at Facebook. So. These companies, this story is not over. These companies are going to be uh, at each other's throats for a while. And it kind of makes sense considering both of them are completely dominant in places that overlap just enough for them to be constantly butting heads.
1: Right. They both want your advertising money. That is kind of the concept. I mean, maybe Apple a little less so, but don't get them wrong. They still they want a piece of that pie as much as
0: well. They. They both want to influence your decision on what to purchase.
1: That's true. That, that much is true. And only we should be able to allow you to influence you on what you want to purchase. But we do have a couple of experts to thank. And then we do have a brand new segment, including custom music by John Fletcher of the Hog Story Fletchers. But uh, I, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I shall wait with bated breath. This is exciting stuff. And uh, Jay Finley. He is in the troll room right now. We do these shows live on Monday and Friday at noon Eastern time. NoagendaStream.com or you can go to the Grumpy Old Ben's website and just click the little play button where it says you know live and you can get the information there on how to get the stream to work and podcast addict or VLC or whatever you're using. You can go there, get all the information so you never have to miss a second of. Of the live grumpy old bands, which is I think where everybody wants to be. Let's see. Let's ask Doug how many people are here. A hundred and two over the century mark again today. This is, I, I
0: heard. I heard somebody saying the uh, on a podcast the other day that uh, all shows if you don't listen live, you're not listening at all. Is I that true? that was you? Was it that was you on this show
1: on Monday? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to be there live when things are going on because you never know. I mean, if there's a rage quit, then you might not get to hear it. You might have something edited out of your favorite podcast. I mean, not this one, because that would mean we'd have to go through and edit. yeah, because we'd have to edit, right? Which is, that's not going to happen. So, I mean, you just want to the, be the, here. Best, the best
0: I can do is, is after the podcast, when I'm making the, the chapters for this show, I just put down a chapter that says nothing to see here. Skip to next.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I thought it was interesting on the latest podcast index show with Adam Curry and Dave Jones. They were guesstimating where I don't know where the stats came from, but about right now, about 5% of all podcasts are podcast 2.0 compliant. So it's a slow move up. That felt low. Considering that the the level
0: of compliance required by the podcast is very, very minimal. The the most of the features are being implemented by the hosting providers. So that seemed really low.
1: It did, except when you realize there's like 3 million podcasts. Now, if you're including, I mean, like Maps with Matt. I mean, can you even include that? It hasn't been updated in nine months. You can't really include I,
0: that. I it, It's got an RSS feed I can check. It's still a podcast.
1: <laughs> See, that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm going to defend my bro Matt here. It's going to take a long time to catch all these shows up that are no longer releasing. But I digress. Matt has uh, episode four coming along and we'll soon get to hear it. I, I have no no fears about, well, okay, maybe a little fear, but we do have an executive producer today and Sir Howitzer and Dame Sexy coming in again with an executive producership at 3373. They uh, sent this during the last show, I guess, because they said great show today. I mean, we, we always try to make them great. Uh, he said, Ryan's dead cat is perfect for him. Kidding. Love you, Bemrose. Wait, how drunk was I for the last show? Did I kill a cat? Maybe. I don't, maybe. On, I I don't mean, remember. The the, yeah, I don't remember the dead cat. I mean, I know there's always a cat, whether yeah, they're live or not. We, we usually don't cover that part or not. But uh, I mean, there's always a cat. And when it comes to the uh, to the Bemrose. it, it just helps. Yeah, you there's, there's a cat right now holding my bladder down. He keeps you calm or I mean, he sticks you with his claws and then really angers you. So it all depends. It's I mean, you really are just a puppet of the cat. I can I can tell that. but. Us. every cat owner is true sir howitzer dame sexy say time treasure talent if you have none of these perhaps you control the show well yes that's what everybody in the troll well, that's what doing. i do and we thank all of you uh, including omega project who said he only listens live for the rage quits so i mean you got one out of 132 uh shows so, i mean that's I, not it bad. won't be the last it won't okay we're predicting it, something it, here there, yeah there's no way it'll be the last he says, uh, really rocking it. Well, they say really rocking it. Don't want to miss pronoun. Appreciate all you do. Love, light, and good life. Same to you, sir Howitzer, Dame Sexy. Thank you for yes. being an executive producer on the Grumpiest Podcast. And, and in an universe. expert. Yes, always an expert. And then coming in with his monthly ten dollar donation, Bernhard Engelskircher. And I think I'm getting that somewhat right. I mean, I know <laughs> that before the show, you're know, like, just- you love to see that name. Yeah,
0: I, I love when Bernard donates and I'm not going to try to attempt the name, but uh, precisely because it just brings a smile to my face every time you try to pronounce
1: that name. I know. And I understand where you're coming from, because I am a no agenda listener and I hear John C. Dvorak with a lot of names and it's not an easy thing. I mean, everybody, you should really if you don't want your name butchered, yeah, include the phonetic or <laughs> audio hey, I, clip.
0: Yeah, and and lest I go an entire show without calling out John C. Dvorak for something, uh, on yesterday's show, uh, Sir Dwayne Melanson was posting. I I think um, he he is a Grand Duke from the city of Tigard, Oregon, and I have never heard Dvorak does all right pronouncing Melanson. (laughs) <laughs> but I have never once heard him pronounce in a, a, you know, Grand Duke. There have been a lot of donations. That name has been read a lot. But John C. Dvorak has never once pronounced the word tigered correctly.
1: And how do you say he it?
0: Always calls it Tiggered, Oregon.
1: Oh, tiggered. Well, it's it's a Winnie the Pooh the- thing.
0: Maybe it is, but when somebody reaches the Grand Duke level, obviously they're one of your important patrons. And Dvorak has never pronounced the name of that city correctly. It's Tigered, Tigered. Like if you say Tiger and just put a D on the end.
1: Is it like Tigard. Triggered, Triggered by Tigered? Something, no. something like that. And we're still waiting, John C. Dvorak. We'd still love to have you on Grumpy Old ben's I mean, maybe after that you won't come on. After Ryan was mean to you, but I would never be mean to John. He is an interesting dude. We'd love to talk to him. And they taught us he and Adam Curry, the value for value model, which is what we use here. And if you want to take part in that, you can go to grumpy dot com. You can click the donate button. You can do a one time donation or a monthly donation as Bernard does via PayPal. You can use the QR code or Bitcoin address. We need to add some other cryptos up there as well, because there's more than one crypto. No doubt about it. And you could use the P.O. box address. If you want to go the snail mail route and we appreciate everybody for helping us keep the lights on, the microphone sounding good, all the stuff working, you know, keeping a web host, all the stuff that you need behind the scenes with a podcast. And there is nobody we can thank more. And this is what we've been teasing now for a little while, because I mean, I'm still just making fun of you for like, oh, what do you care who you call the people that hit a thousand dollars? Nobody's ever going to hit a thousand dollars. And somebody did. And it's both humbling and exciting. And John Fletcher even created some um, music for this. So it's going to I mean, who knows how this is going to go? Because I think this is uh, some cultural appropriations here. Well, if it came from Fletcher, you know, it's going to be good. Yes. So, I mean, kind of cultural appropriations. But I mean, we are calling people gurus. And uh, I mean, I'm tossing in. The final $10 here because Jay Finley was at the $990 mark in donations to Grumpy Old Ben's. And that deserves the honor of being the very first guru, official guru, of the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast. And he will be guru, Walkman of Buckeye. And that carries along with it uh a whole lot of things. I mean, there's there's uh, there's what, what what do they get for being a guru anyway?
0: Uh, there's all of the fame and fortune. And don't forget the women.
1: Oh, yes. Fame, fortune, women. And you definitely uh, get and, uh, the hookah. And we
0: could probably scrape together for some some drugs if you really need <laughs> if that's the way you go to.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you get the hookah. And then what kind of uh, what what would it, what would the uh, alcohol would a, a guru drink? I mean, I guess whatever Jay Finley drinks he is the original yeah. guru now, so I mean, I don't know if he's a bourbon guy, Scotch. I, but, uh,
0: I I have well, I have a bottle of Irish whiskey sitting near me.
1: This is how you get through the show. <laughs> that that and a cat. <laughs> that that is all you need. But it is something that uh, you know when we started the show, this kind of stuff seemed like so far, way out there, crazy. One that. We'd be able to grow the audience was like, oh, how many people are actually going to listen? Because that's when you start a podcast. It's like, well, I was going to say maybe like your wife would listen, but mine doesn't. I mean, she'll listen to Larry. No, but she won't won't listen to grow old Ben's. Um, No, she usually flees to the other side of the house. And you hope that, you know, family and friends will listen and all that. But then it's a whole nother thing after besides people listening. It's like, will people support the show? And we've done, even though it's been crazy times, I mean, it was a great time to start a podcast, I guess, because a lot of people have a little extra COVID time. I mean, there's really, you know, they, they need time to fill by sitting at home and doing nothing, but it's also a hard time for people to donate. We get it. There's a lot of people out of work. There's crazy things going on in the country, but we've still done really well. Thanks to people like Jay Finley, guru, Walkman of Buckeye and everybody else who has donated to the show, who supported us, who just, you know, kept kicking us in the behind to just keep doing more shows and uh, double them up from yeah. 1 to 2 a week and uh,
0: and and the incredible amount of encouragement and sympathy that we got when uh your rage quit caused a number of people <laughs> to think that we were done with the show for good.
1: I mean, Sir Spencer thought it was just a publicity stunt. <laughs>
0: you know it worked out that way and i'm all you know what <laughs> it's marketing you've been telling us we need to do more marketing and here it here it is
1: yes you definitely have to do marketing it's part of the with you know if you want a successful podcast marketing unfortunately is part of it you have to do the dirty things you know you still have to be at somebody i thought it was hilarious i thought of you because bill o'reilly you know talks about the same thing when it comes down to all this social media censorship and all of that. And somebody sent him an email like, well, then why are you still on Twitter? <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> because it's an important outlet for a lot of people to get my messages. And well, so-
0: there's also, there's also a difference between doing PR on Twitter and uh, doing, you know, celebrity worship and and right. spending all of your time there. Yes, uh, You know, there's, there's a significant difference in kind between, okay, I need to announce a show. Let's go out post, maybe respond to a couple of people who wanted to know about the show and then log off as opposed to the people who spill, spend all of their time there and are hopelessly addicted, like to the Facebook feed.
1: Yes. Well, now we're all addicted to no agenda social and that's, uh, but it's better because there are real conversations going more, on there. Yeah. A much more wholesome place to be addicted to. It is <laughs> right. It, it goes back to Todd Snyder. When uh, the greatest folk singer around right now, I think when he said, uh, it's not what drugs you're strung out on as much as who's that people care about. And it's absolutely right. It is absolutely right. (laughs) And we thank Jay Finley. We can't thank you enough. But now he has set the bar. He is the original guru, but he certainly, well, hopefully won't be the last cold acid of that show, a rare encounter with Abel Kirby and cold acid. I've been told he is cold acid now is a regular on that show. I didn't realize. Oh,
0: it. Is it like, he's just a recurring guest host now.
1: I mean, I think he's an official host now co-host. I think, I mean, I don't know when Abel Kirby added him, but, uh, cold acid has already picked out his guru name and I won't out him. Oh, nice. For what okay. that is, because, uh, you know, somebody else may try to get there first, but you know, cold acid, I'm, You know, you want to get there. You want to get there because that name might be taken. You never know. You don't want somebody else to get your name. You want to be a part of this support. Grumpy old Ben's and have a whole lot of fun. And we are uh, for Jay Finley working on a little uh, a little pack, which, you know, no agenda does the rings. We haven't quite figured all this stuff out, but there will be a little pack of some sort that will be offered to people who are interested in, you know, giving us a snail mail address. Some may not want to. I, I will suggest to
0: you though, we, we are every bit as organized as no agenda was on show 132,
1: <laughs> probably more, probably more. I mean, uh, I guess, okay. And, that's- and so,
0: and thank you, Jay Finley. And, and congratulations on reaching the milestone. And Woo-hoo! I, I look forward to cold acid who, uh, if you picked out the name that obligates you to get there as quickly as possible. Um, and congratulations on getting promoted to, to a host on uh, on that show that goes live on
1: com. Yes, and uh, for everybody out there I want to give them a little coding karma Coding karma I'm so glad that was clipped for me. <laughs> that is awful. I'm like oh wait, did, did somebody raise your the Ooh, pitch that... of your voice? What is this? Uh... <laughs> Who the hell? Yeah, was, if I, oh, yeah, If I remember right, mother, somebody asked, mother, but that was me. Yeah. Somebody asked for, Oh coding. my God. <laughs> yes. Somebody asked for coding karma, the one show, I guess. And that's what you did. Coding? I didn't coding even recognize karma? it. Yes. That's you.
0: <laughs> that's terrible. I want that deleted from the internet immediately.
1: <laughs> I mean, somebody sent it to me. I don't remember who, I mean, they'll remind me. I'm sure it might've been Fletcher or cold acid or one of those, the usual suspects. I'm sure that thought that was great. And, uh, I mean, remember, that could just been a time. One of the cats was like stabbing you or something. It's, it's hard to say. It is hard to say, but we don't have a lot of clips. I'd, but I'd rather not say it's always great. And we appreciate John Fletcher for helping us totally appropriate the Indian culture with the music for the little guru segments. And uh, it's amazing that you could just kind of go out to people. And I mean, I asked Fletcher specifically because he is the music guru that I go to. He's the guy that did the theme. You know, both, you know, well, the the long version and the short version I've never edited to use. But he's the one that does, you know, the new version of our intro and exit music and all that. So it's like when I think music, I go to Fletcher, so you have to check out his podcast, net. He does that with Carolyn Blaney twice a week also. Hardest working podcasters in the world, you'll find on the they No were, Agenda stream. They were
0: on last night with Sir Mathew. Yes, God bless I I definitely I look forward to uh, hearing that one.
1: <laughs> Douchebag i was, I was to know otherwise if an inst, if a thousand dollar donation is an insta ro so like an instaguru that's good it's an oh, insta roo. or an insta kangaroo what <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a, yes. Uh, yes. yes
0: yes yes if if you want if you want to be an insta roo, then i
1: i we would do that for you yes yeah we are more than happy to we are more than happy to be just the dancing monkeys that will do whatever our listeners our producers are you know we just it's it's amazing it is amazing as the numbers keep going up more people are listening seeing more than just comic strip blogger you know clipping us on the social medias. it's always fun and uh did you see his update i mean we have to mention this because we mentioned the first we don't one. have to yeah but the first cartoon when he was like i hate you i will never podcast with you again and we put that even in our uh, in, the, in the not not in the show notes but on the chapters file. But then maybe we did put it in the show notes, too. He updated that to podcasters after they make up are unlistenable. And it's all, oh, I love you. I think you're awesome. You're the best podcaster ever.
0: (laughs) I I, I appreciate that because it implies that we were listenable
1: before we made up. Right. That's true. That's true. So thank you, comic strip blogger, for being the official doodler of grumpy old bands. And the only reason, as I posted on Noah's agenda social was uh, Mike Riley didn't offer. Because maybe Mike Riley's a little bit better (laughs) at this, but he he hasn't offered yet.
0: As usual, uh, we we just watched the two hour mark on this show go by and with us just constantly spewing hot air. Um, Do we have what else do we have that we have to get to
1: today? Well, there's always a plethora of stories, but most of them, as you know, aren't uh, they're not going to spoil if if we don't get to them. And there we have another show. I mean, that's the beauty of having another show in like three days in this case, actually yeah. three days.
0: So unless and, you yeah, have current events, get only slightly less current in three days, but that's okay. We're, we're not, we're not a news store station
1: here. Well, I mean, the one interesting thing, which I thought was funny and just, uh, you know, leaving on a, uh, on a more <laughs> high note is uh Christy Teagan, who I don't even understand. Christy Teagan. Why, you know, John legend's wife. Why? people care about what she says i don't understand that's part of the social I, media i, I thing. don't i well,
0: don't but i think this might be the first time i've ever heard that name
1: she uh was complaining about somebody like posted like oh what's the most you ever spent on like a bad bottle of wine or something and she's like oh we were at a restaurant once and the waiter recommended this wine and we didn't even like it and then it was thirteen thousand dollars and uh <laughs> and people were I wouldn't like that waiter either. We're pointing out that uh, uh, maybe this this is a little tone deaf. And as much as I hate wanting to back her a little bit, her life's different than yours because we don't live in a socialist country. And her and her husband can spend $13,000 on a bottle of wine that they really didn't enjoy. I mean, they can buy a $13,000 bottle of wine like we could probably buy a. $20 bottle of booze you know i mean it's that's the equivalent when you look at their bank accounts and what they're bringing in as compared to i'm going to
0: spend $20 on a bottle of booze it's going to be for a bottle that i like
1: you would think i mean but every now and then i mean i will buy irish whiskeys if i've never had them before so there's times i bought stuff and i'm like it's not great there was that
0: one there was that one incident with the bottle of eggnog liqueur
1: We don't want to speak of that anymore. No, no, I don't drink eggnog. I I think I mentioned that once before. There was a Christmas when I was little at my. This uh, had
0: nothing to do with eggnog. It was just (laughs) awful.
1: Well, the eggnog liquor, I'm guessing, was no, no bueno. It was kind of like the the new coffee Cokes, which I'm blaming everybody in Australia because I've heard they were there first. Yeah. Oh, not good. (laughs) You know, and I thought I would try it. But I didn't realize I should have looked further because I saw that it had sugar in it. So I'm like, okay, well, this will be good because I hate diet sodas. I cannot stand the fake sugars. And it turns out that not only does this have high fructose corn syrup, which I know is no good, but it also had aspartame. And it's like, oh, my God, Uh this is horrible. I was
0: was about to say high fructose corn syrup is a hell of a lot better for you than aspartame.
1: Yeah. And this is The, the sucralose stuff is not awful. This, whatever was in this, I don't, I think it was aspartame. Maybe it was not not 100%. Either way, it was like I took three sips and I was sitting here at the computer doing stuff. I think I was editing and getting random thoughts ready to go out. And like after 20 minutes, I finally had to go make a regular coffee because I still had the aftertaste in my mouth. It was just
0: this, this reminds me of when Pabst Blue Ribbon decided to make a hard coffee, which by the way, my wife loves them, and I think I took three sips out of one of them once and was like, nope, these are yours.
1: That was delightful compared to this Coke concoction, because I had that, <laughs> and I, it wasn't great. I had it, and it tasted like an alcoholic yoo-hoo. I never bought it again, so it was not something I was like, oh, I have to have more of this, but that, I would take 10 of those to okay. having to drink one of this Coke stuff. How about How about maybe five or
0: six years ago when Bud Light decided to come out with a
1: margarita Yeah, that was that was a bad, bad call. And that one was rough. Douchebag passes. He just he just looked up Chrissy Teigen and he's like, she's a model. I don't get it. I I, this is pure producer mode. Chrissy Teigen is not cute in the least to me.
0: You know what? If if you're willing to show your tits on TikTok, then you can be a model that, it doesn't take that much yeah have you seen only fans yeah well, there, you, there there are a few of them that are really nice and there are a lot of them where you're like okay put your shirt back on now
1: and thanks the wants capitalism, to capitalism the attractive people are making more money how bad is capitalism where attractive people make more money to show off on photographs. Well, it's
0: resulting on ugly people complaining that they're not getting any money. Yes. And
1: you you have to hear about that. Yes. In photographs or not. I I thought the one tweet in response to Chrissy Teigen, which I thought was funny just because of a recent experience, said a similar thing happened to me. Instacart sent me four bunches of bananas instead of four bananas, and they charged me $6.60 instead of 88 cents. Our lifestyles are so similar. I mean, again, this is in response to her giving a $13,000 bottle of wine, right. but we did just have an issue here with our local grocery. We've been doing the delivery, which is, you know, I understand white people problems, the ultimate in laziness, but getting the groceries delivered has been great. The people that have been doing the shopping and doing the delivery. Great. We tried because we had to pick up some other stuff to do the just order ahead and they just come out and give you your order at the grocery store same store but obviously different people picking these because we ordered a pound of turkey lunch meat and a pound and a half of ground beef and what we got was a third of a pound of turkey lunch meat and four pounds of ground beef and i'm like you're what the hell your your life is
0: incomplete and terrible isn't it
1: yes now it is but it's like well one you know it's okay I don't understand how you only get a. if you order a pound of something, it's like they have to go to the deli to get this filled. How do you mess up one pound and how does that turn into a third and who thinks that's OK? I mean, I understand more the OK, I grabbed a bigger package or something, but it's like a pound and a half, which is about what we would normally go through in a week because we have burgers like once a week. That's because otherwise it's chicken trying to be healthier. And it's like a pound and a half of meat will get you know one night worth of burgers out of the week and that's great. Four pounds a little too much. I did send an email, you know, to their little thing with their survey, tell us how we did. And to be fair, they credited back the amount because it's like, I didn't want this. I mean, I understand if I order a pound and a half, maybe it'll be a you know, 10, 20% one way or the other, light or heavy, because packaging all isn't a massive, you know, beautiful art that there is some uh you have to give some kind of a leeway there. But no, when you want a pound and a half getting four pounds was uh, was a little too much. And I'm just pissed. Like Christy Teagan with that $13,000 yes. $13, bottle of wine.
0: Yes, it sounds like you're you're more bothered by the the difference in p- p- portions than you are about the the pig snouts and human fingers that have made their way into your meat. Well, hot dogs are awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, Come on.
0: You got to so like, like hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, yeah, at- when when you need when you need a grout substitute, maybe.
1: <laughs> Well, oh, like okay. You're not going to tell me you're like Mister. I only eat the more refined meats. Uh, well, um, i I only eat meats, which I guess doesn't include hot dogs. Oh, would you do bratwurst and any kind of sausage? Oh, huge fan of bratwurst. See, there you go. Same thing. There's also yeah. little I- insect particles oh. and all that. Hell yes. <laughs> Those <laughs> oh, they things had are the, peppery. They had the <laughs> flavor to it. Yeah, we could just add some <laughs> crickets to it, and then we got ourselves a a beautiful time but uh you know i i don't want to back christy tegan at all but again this is I don't, I don't like this oh well you're just tone deaf to what other people are dealing with it's like well then don't follow her because she's talking about her life and if you don't understand that somebody who is a multimillionaire, that their life may be different than yours then you probably shouldn't be following them on twitter or facebook or wherever it is because they're not living the same life you are i hate to tell you and they're not and i that's the situation she wanted to bitch about i think it's vapid and i don't really find it to be interesting something that i'd want to follow but you're following her so why are you following her then i mean not you i I, I, I was gonna say
0: i i (laughs) (laughs) no i I cannot understand I, I cannot understand the I can't relate to the mental process that involves following celebrities on Twitter. It's just not what I do. No.
1: I mean, you follow the models because you get something out of it. Yeah, but I can't name them. <laughs> See, this is very that's wrong. People have names unless they're like cold acid was railing yeah, on about. pictures. Above. People need names. Pictures don't need names. Yeah. They could just be AI now. They could just be virtual people. And I I mean, if there,
0: what's that site that this person does not exist where entirely AI generated computer or human beings, they're creating faces right now. That's got to be a hell of a lot harder than uh, AI created porn has got to be easy at this point because the, uh, I mean, the amount of attention that people pay to trying to recognize Faces is an order of magnitude more than what most people will do to recognize a pair of breasts. So you can put just about anything together and, you know, be like, there don't need to be any people involved.
1: Yeah. Sir Matthew says pictures are worth a thousand names, right? Right. Sir Matthew. Right. And right. Uh, with that, I'll remind everybody we'll be back on Monday for some more scintillating talk about the tech world things going on in our world and uh i mean if we're if we're not totally frozen because it's supposed to get really 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 cold here in the chicago area so
0: keep keep the power on you'll be fine well or or at least keep your wood stove
1: stocked with chopped firewood i don't have a wood stove so get one of those somebody send me some firewood with that said until next time i am darren o'neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle america just outside of Chirac we I'll stay warm by burning Christy Teigen's book.
0: And from America's left coast, where grumpy old Ben's OnlyFans page is becoming more likely every day. I'm Ryan Bimrose. Yeah, well, we got to raise the money.